Welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. And welcome to our final episode for the month of April. Again, another casual convo with Tim and Andy. Yep, Tim and Andy just doing another casual convo here. <laughs> casual convos with Tim and Andy. And so this is a very fun episode because we get to close off our time spent really diving into the Trinity. All right, from God the Father to, of course, you know, Christ the Son. And now we get to talk about the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Yes, really amazing. I think the Holy Spirit is a really fun topic or a really fun person to talk about. Yeah, and I think it's crazy because, and we'll talk more about this later, how there's almost this weird dichotomy where either people put too much emphasis and the wrong emphasis on the Holy Spirit, or some people just don't even talk about the Holy Spirit at all and they completely disregard Him, even though He indeed is God. Yeah, yeah, that that is something very often found today. We focus so much on God the Father and God the Son for good reason, uh, but then I think the Holy Spirit is so often neglected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he definitely does deserve um, the worship that he is worthy to receive as well. But before we get that, how's everything going, Tim? How's life? Life is going well. I think uh, this month has been a wonderful opportunity just to encourage uh, many different people in their walks. Uh, I was able to have a conversation uh, just about forgiving uh, your brother and talking Mm -hmm. about how Mm -hmm. to uh, handle anger in certain situations. So that was pretty fun to talk about. I was able to talk about uh, church membership and just things about the church. So, you know, that's always a good time when I'm able to encourage others with that. What about you, Andy? Yeah, for me, it's it's definitely been a, a packed month as well. But as it always is, I think I can always look back and think, wow, the Lord has really blessed um, all the opportunities he's, he's given me to serve, whether it's bearing much fruit or even, even in just growing me through the experiences. I think something in particular, because we're in the month of April, we get to celebrate a really beloved holiday of ours, which is, of course, Easter! Woo! Easter! I know, Easter Sunday. I'm Hopefully, you, you guys, for all the listeners, have really enjoyed your Easter time. It's such a wonderful opportunity, as, as it always is, to remember our beloved Lord and Savior and all that He done, or all that He did upon the cross. And of course, not just what He did upon the cross, but even afterwards, off the cross, as He died and rose again from the grave. And I think it's cool because it's such wonderful opportunities, too, that we get to not just worship Him at church and in our congregation, but also to try to bring other people in, to be able to share that message with others. So I think this month, it was really fun that I was able to talk to some of my neighbors and just get to know them, but also invite them out to Easter. And that's opened up a lot of wonderful opportunities, wonderful conversations, and I think I'm looking forward to building more of those relationships, starting from Easter and even moving on into the future and sharing more about Christ with them. Hey, that's super neat. I think another just life update is, yeah, just continuing to be content in life. I think one of the maladies of humanity is just being Uh, discontent. Maladies, indeed. Uh, Yes, Uh, it's just being discontent with life. And I think as I continue to reflect on the ways I am discontent, it just makes me realize how much more I need to depend on the Lord. And so that definitely is a learning process for me, a continuing process. Mm -hmm. So I think it's been really fun just to kind of reflect uh, all the ways that I have been discontent and really bring it Mm -hmm. before the Lord Mm -hmm. and really ask for forgiveness for Mm -hmm. not really depending on him and Mm -hmm. trusting in him for all things. Yeah, Thanks, thanks for sharing, Tim. I think that actually fits really well with another wonderful event that happened during this time of, or in this month of April, which is, of course, our women's conference. It was a wonderful opportunity for all the women in our church to go off to um, just a conference center near in the, in the mountains and to spend the weekend together just diving through specific topics aimed towards women 
And one of them really was talking about discontentment and talking about really monsters. And you think, wait, what? Monsters? Don't worry, it's not some pagan ritual, you know, like a, a idol thing that was happening. No, uh, monster hunters because when we re- really understand sin and the nature of sin, it's something that really does tear down your life, destroy your life. Right, monsters are real, not the way we think about it, but, but like, in the, but the sins of our life really act like monsters because they really debilitate us, they hurt us, they put us down. And so the woman had a wonderful opportunity just talking about all the different monsters in their lives that pop up, whether from insecurity um, to trying to really have over over control over their lives. Right, there's, there's a whole host of monsters they can fight, and so it's cool. You know, Jess, my wife, had a wonderful opportunity to learn about that. She came home wanting to be a monster hunter. It was, it was actually really adorable because you know you can go up to any of the women they're like who do you want to be and they'll say yeah they want to be, want to be monster hunters so yeah so uh, it's, it's been a really a uh, full but i think um just a joyful and exciting month here here at our church absolutely i think it's a super fun time women's conference is always one of those highlights of the year and so it's really neat that our women are just able to go and uh, enjoy that time together yeah i think this is a pretty good time to kind of just transition to our next thing in our casual combos it's just talking about this month's theme right? yes the holy spirit the holy spirit yes and so i mean i think there's a important question we gotta address tim right? because some people might look at the look at our podcast or they might see this episode or see our theme and wonder why do we even want to talk about the holy spirit why is he that important all right, Andy, I'll just give you one thing. I think something really important about the Holy Spirit is that he is part of the Trinity. And that in of itself warrants for us to understand who he is rightly. Mm. What, what do you think, Andy? Why do you think he's so important? Wow. I mean, I think I think you said it right there that he is God. Right? He is God. He's, it's not that he came from God. It's not that he's somehow like an extremity of God. No, he is God, right? As you said, he's part of the Trinity. And thus he is, again, worthy of the same worship and glory and majesty as god the father and god the son why would we not talk about him right he indeed is god but obviously you know because he is god there's so many other wonderful things to talk about even i think as we talked about during the month was the fact that who the holy spirit is and what his ministry is is to serve as the helper right which is really cool to think about the fact that he is a helper to us right tim yeah i think that's one of the things that we just can kind of see in john 15 to 17 is the idea that as Jesus leaves, he says it is much better for us to have the Holy Spirit, the helper, to be mm-hmm. with us. I think that's an encouraging thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so, there's so many things he does, and I think, but that truly is, I, you can almost say like the tantamount, right? The tantamount ministry, where he really is here with us, and dwelling within us, and working and serving as a helper for our sake. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. Like, isn't, is, is that, doesn't that blow your mind, Tim, that like, he's here, and he's like, here with us like in with indwelling within us yeah i think that's one of the things that is so often forgotten as christians the holy spirit dwells within us and so often it's easy to just go about our days and just kind of forget that he's there forget that he is there helping us helping us to increase and to be sanctified yeah so super incredible uh, but that's just one part of the ministry of the holy spirit he has many many other ministries of which we talked about this month but I don't know about, not about you, but for me, I think one of my favorite ministries that I always think about is just the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it's, again, just like just like he is, and often for God's ministry that he does. But really, it's super, super, super important, right? I don't know if I can put enough supers in front of it. 
because it is by the baptism of the Holy Spirit where we are we are actually baptized or immersed or really brought into the church. Right? If there was no baptism of the Holy Spirit, if there was no Holy Spirit, then we wouldn't be a part of the church. Right? We, we kind of take that for granted now, you know, because we think, oh, church is just, you know, going on a Sunday, spending time with believers. But no, that connection, um, that fellowship, uh, that unity we have is because of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that baptizes us into the church. And I think that's something I always think about and cherish. And it really makes me think, man, if God, the Holy Spirit, is willing to serve us in this way and is willing to uh, really honor himself in this way, should we not treasure the church all the more? It's got to be something important if he's willing to, if this is one of his ministries, right? Yeah, that's really neat. I think one of the ministries that I particularly appreciate about the Holy Spirit is just the illumination, uh, the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And Illuminati? if you're not, not the Illuminati, <laughs> but if you're not familiar with the illumination of the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit uh, gives us the understanding of what scripture says. Mm. I think that's one of the things as believers that we have that distinguishes us from the world. As the world reads scripture, as the world tries to understand God's word, they don't necessarily have that spiritual understanding of it. Sure, mm -hmm. they might have an academic understanding. Mm -hmm. They might have a historical understanding of mm -hmm. scripture, but they don't understand the spiritual truths that are within. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the great ministries of the Holy Spirit is that he illuminates the truths of scripture so that we are able to apply it in our lives and essentially go forth and do God's work. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, hopefully this is super encouraging to think about because we, we did spend the whole month just talking about the importance of the word, right? And the word is really that important. Yes, exactly. And as you know, without the word, we are lost, right? Yeah. We don't have uh, anything about God if we don't have the word of God. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that it just cannot be understated. The word of God is important. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible that the helper helps us understand exactly. the word of God. Yeah, exactly. I think it's cool though because it's it really does start with the illumination, right? When we read the word and we discipline ourselves to read the word, once we read it, the Holy Spirit He goes forth and brings that word into our minds with understanding. But then He also goes forth and continues to work His power in our life because from there He actually takes the word too and uses it to sanctify us, right? Isn't isn't that incredible? Think about that. He is the one not just helping us understand, but helping us understand so that we can also apply. Yeah, and from there, right, what is the result of sanctification? Or what is the outpouring of sanctification? Mm -hmm. One of the things is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Whoa! And yeah, if you're not familiar with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we had a whole episode uh, just earlier last week about it. And really, the fruit of the Spirit, again, I won't rehash everything that we talked about in that episode, but it comes from Galatians 5, to 23. There is fruit that comes from the Christian life. There is an outpouring of the sanctification you want to list the nine, Andy? <laughs> there you go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, all these things. Yeah, it is an amazing list. And one of the things that's emphasized in that episode is that it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? It's not plural. It's not as if we produce uh, patience without goodness. It's not as if we produce joy without self-control. When all these things really come together in the process of sanctification, mm -hmm. if we grow in one, we should expect to grow in the other aspects as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, that, that is always so encouraging to think about. Because you think, wow, there's so many ways to grow, yet the Spirit is working through it all. Right? He's, he's the one who starts from the very beginning, regenerating us, baptizing us, and, and dwelling within us. And then from there, illuminating the scriptures, using it to sanctify us so that we can produce 
this fruit. That's why it is called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because if you walk in truth, and he uses that to produce all these wonderful things, you know. And I think that's always cool to think about because, like, if anybody were to say, hey, I want to grow in love, right? You can literally just say, walk in the Spirit, right? Walk in the Spirit. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really neat thing. Yeah. So that's super cool. Uh, we can really go on and keep talking about all the wonderful ministries of the Holy Spirit. But we already have episodes for that, so feel free to go back, re-listen to them. They're just so encouraging. I mean, the truth of the Word of God is always super encouraging. But I thought it'd be good for us to kind of discuss and see not just what, who the Holy Spirit is and what the right view of Him is, but also just to really tackle and understand that there's so many wrong views of the Holy Spirit during this day and age, isn't there? I think that's one of the things that's very sad, uh, particularly about the Holy Spirit, is that He's so misunderstood. And if we kind of take the world's impressions of the Holy Spirit, or if you went up to anybody and asked them, who do you think the Holy Spirit is? Yeah. Right. They're going to say someone who's like a ghost or like, yeah, you know, like, like a floating specter. Yes, like Casper, the friendly ghost. <laughs> or like Casper. Um, yeah. He's so often fantasized. I think yeah. that's one of the key concepts of the world. They fantasize who the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what a lot of people have in their minds is kind of like Hollywood movies, right? Yeah, Those ghosts definitely. kind of like floating around. Or if you ever watch movies about angels, kind of like floating people, right? You know, maybe that's like an image that they have in their mind. Uh, another misconception is the Holy Spirit is a force, mm. right? He's just some sort of ethereal thing uh, yes. that comes out from the hand of God, like an energy yeah. or like a blast of uh. like holiness or something. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, that's an incorrect view. We know that the Holy Spirit is a person, mm -hmm. as the scripture tells us. Yes. And so I think there are so many misconceptions of the Holy Spirit, and it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. I think one, one particular field or one particular sect of Christianity that gets the Holy Spirit so incorrect are charismatics. Uh, why don't you uh, take it away and talk about yeah, the I, charismatics? Yeah. I know. It's, I mean, we're... We're opening up a can of worms here, definitely. <laughs> a pretty big one. Yeah, but I, I think this is one of those areas in which if you've never been in the community, then maybe it's never crossed your mind. But this is probably one of the most um, dominant, uh, quote unquote, Christian movements um, in our day and age, stretching uh, really sometimes even overseas too. Charismatics, I think in general, just really go off the deep end. <laughs> I think that's where I can, where we can definitely start, and I think when we when we think about them, it's when in a crazy way they put too much emphasis into the Holy Spirit, in the sense that they essentially take the idea of the Holy Spirit, warp it into their own, and they use it maliciously. And I really mean those words. I may some people might think that's too harsh, but we've seen just the effects of what uh, charismatics have done, or or these leaders of the of, of this movement have done whether that or the word of faith movement or the, the the kind of miracle movement right these are people like you know benny hinn todd white kenneth copeland right a lot of people a lot of times these people these are the people who are essentially swindling people out of their money giving them a false sense of hope and salvation right even during the the COVID times Right. It was Kenneth Copeland who, who, sent, who literally said, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit will come and blow away COVID, which is crazy because that's not what the, what the ministry of the Holy Spirit does. But they completely just 
take him and dishonor him and blaspheme him and use him for their own devices to try to bring people into their quote-unquote ministry to bring them in and ultimately it, it just leads so many people um on the path towards ruin and destruction right some people are caught under this false teaching and it's really sad it's really sad i remember when i was still in college you know i had a had a good friend a very well-meaning well-meaning man um he was he was a believer um but he at the same time was influenced um, by this kind of false teaching right he understood the gospel he knew what christ did but at the same time he kept trying to add on to it he kept trying to he kept trying to say oh yes and believe in christ and afterwards you know the the proof and the proof and strength of your salvation comes when you practice tongues right not the biblical tongues right the biblical tongues is when you of course you know use uh, speak different languages than what you're capable of doing as was shown in acts 2 but he was thinking like tongues and the that mystical gibberish right where people just make up words and just use it as like that emotional experience and he was so caught up in that and I look at him and I, I it was just so sad because he was someone who was really passionate really excited wanted people to know more about christ but this one thing always held him down because he could never have full confidence in the word of god because there's always that part like wait uh, am I speaking in tongues? Do I have this ability? Do I am I blessed by the Lord? And it always took the focus away from what was truly important. And I thought, you know, that's just that's just really sad. Yeah, that that is very sad, Andy. I think one of the things that the charismatic movement or false charismatic doctrine really does it takes away from an understanding of the Holy Spirit, as you can kind of tell from Andy's example, is that becomes the center of focus. Yeah, right. You no longer focus on the person of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're no longer focused on the uh, who Jesus Christ is or who God the Father is, but you're so focused on this one particular thing, yeah. it kind of consumes you. Yeah, it really does. And it really does, again, take away overall. Yeah. And it's crazy too because when people do this and they take away from the Holy Spirit, um, they accuse us, right? No, they accuse us, quote-unquote, you know, uh, Reformed, Baptist, Evangelical, or people, I, I would just say biblical people. Right? The people who actually hold to the scriptures, they accuse us of essentially you know, trying to put the Holy Spirit in a box. Have you heard that before, Tim? Yeah, I've heard that. It's uh, <laughs> definitely a statement. Yeah, they, they, right? and, but it's crazy because they're saying we're the ones putting the Holy Spirit in a box when that's actually exactly what they're doing. Because what they're saying is like, why would you put the Holy, Holy Spirit in a box when he, could do so, when he could do so many things? And of course, they're referring to like miracles, you know, people being healed, you know, people you know, entering into fantastical emotional moments where they meet God or uh, when people can like all of a sudden are blessed with riches and wealth and health, all these, all these different things. But they fail to understand that all those things are just physical things. And that they actually pale in comparison to the actual power of the Holy Spirit, which is to wrought spiritual change in man. And so in rally, we're, we're, we're fighting to keep the Holy Spirit you know, front and center, and they're just trying to shove him into their tiny little box. That's one of the things that the charismatic movement, again, tries to do. It, they take away from the Holy Spirit when there are so many clearly outlined things of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Yeah, It's clearly laid out in the Bible, and they go above and beyond to work the things that they want into uh, scripture. What they do is they mix in their human understanding or their human superstition with what they think the Holy Spirit ought to do. And I think that's dangerous territory because we rather rely on what the Word of God says to us about the Holy Spirit's ministry rather than what we can guess about the Holy Spirit's ministry. Have you, um, have you, have you met anyone uh, who has either been 
or in it or came out of it? Yeah, I have a few friends who have left the charismatic movement because they, at one point, started to read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that was one of the amazing things, is that they were able to sit down, read scripture, and try to line it up with what the doctrine was of the charismatics were mm -hmm. teaching. And they said, this is not what the Bible teaches. This is not it. I think it's really encouraging that they came out of that, and they're you know attending a, a biblical church now. Mm -hmm. And they're able to kind of discern and understand what the differences are but of course there's a lot of damage that happens yeah. one of the things that they mentioned was the lost relationships mm -hmm. you spend so much time in the charismatic church and you spend obviously a lot of time there with people and you build up a lot of good relationships mm -hmm. but at the moment you decide that you don't want to be part of that anymore they all leave you right yeah. essentially you're abandoned yeah and i think that's crazy a lot of broken relationships in that sense mm -hmm. and that's one of the hard things coming out from a uh, from a charismatic church is yeah. those lost relationships yeah and it's scary because um it just goes to show that this is less less a church and more of a cult right because the moment you're not on the same page you're not part of the program they they kick you out if you know or they, they leave you behind and people who you thought were friends are now enemies right because you're not part of the group anymore and that's scary that's scary and that, that's and that's definitely not what that's nothing now what the lord intended for the church to be like that's absolutely true and as a church ought to function the church ought to care for the flock yeah definitely a church definitely does and i think that just goes to show that this isn't a harmless thing right that misunderstanding the holy spirit is really impactful for your life right these people are being misled there's the, and there's sometimes there's even some irrevocable damage uh, that's done to their lives or at least some damage that will take years and decades even to get past i know i know some of the friends in which um, tim is referring to and for them they have to spend years um getting out of that mindset that their faith and that the the maturity their own maturity and that the strength of their strength of their salvation is not dependent upon themselves it's not dependent upon this emotional experience they're, they were they were so caught up in this false uh, false teaching this false ideology that when they don't feel it they they're not sure um, if they're actually walking with the Lord and that's really sad because they sometimes they are and they're trying really hard um, but that they, they're just been there's there's been so messed up right by all this false teaching I think one of the things that gets damaged after coming out of something like this like coming out of this type of doctrine is that your your gauge is like damaged yeah right it's hard for you to measure your spiritual growth it's hard for you to measure your spiritual walk and that really is an unfortunate consequence of just being part of the charismatic church and, and leaving right and recognizing that the scripture teaches something else the scriptures yeah. tell you something else about who the holy spirit is and mm -hmm. the ministry of the holy spirit and about a whole manner of other things yeah you know cool tim what <laughs> that the the one that will ult uh, that will but the one who will ultimately undo all of this damage the one who actually will bring the change of heart and the change of mind is ultimately the holy spirit the holy spirit yeah that is really neat yeah that that's i think that's super cool to think about and yeah and day the holy spirit is there and the holy spirit is powerful or more powerful than anything else anything else in this world and he is able um, to grow grow a man from just being an infant in Christ to a truly mature man 
um, who are who who is not held down by any of any of these dredges. Right? And I think that's really cool because when I actually look at look at the lives of these these uh, actually beloved friends is that they really are different. Right? They are different. And it might have t- taken them a while, but you can see them just grow and become more firm and more steadfast, more understanding, more knowledgeable, just greater greater and godlier men. And I think that just all the more speaks again of the of the Holy Spirit and His power in our in our lives. And so I think with that, I pray that you know you're really encouraged, really encouraged that you would meditate on on the thought that the Holy Spirit is there, that He is with you, He's indwelling within you. And guess what? That means you're never alone. You're never alone. Isn't that a crazy thing about that? You're actually never alone, Tim. Yeah, I think that's a comforting feeling. Right? That's comforting knowing that, again, we talked earlier about how the Holy Spirit indwells within us. And that should be a really comforting thing, that God is essentially with us. Yeah. And I think from that comfort, then, we can also understand that. We, we can also have confidence. Right? We can actually go through life confident. Not like that kind of false bravado where you're like, hey, you know, just... Uh, be who you want to be, and you'll you'll be you'll, you'll be that way. You'll you'll brave your way through life. But no, it's your this confidence is built on solid ground because the Holy Spirit is there, right, right, right within you. Exactly, we have the confidence to live Christian lives. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the amazing things about about all of this that we can be encouraged to live lives boldly for the Lord and have confidence in that. So I think if there's any last encourage, encouragements we can share with um, all, all of you who are listening is to understand that I was saying, keep battling. I think something that is really encouraging is just 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Because we look into it, and this is a section which dives into the, the harmful effects and the dangers of sexual immorality. And if we look at our world today, it's just infected with sexual immorality. Men... And even women too, unfortunately, are just completely steeped in this really this sin, which affects them deep down from head to toe, uh, from all, from the way they think to the, their desires and their emotions. All of it's been affected by this really, yeah, this love, this lustful, immoral desire. And so I think when, when we think about that, and we think about how you know Scripture addresses this sin, we look at First Corinthians chapter six, and we find that there is a call here in verse eighteen to flee immorality. Right, every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your temp- your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own, for you've been bought with a the price. Therefore, therefore, glorify God in your body. So it's kind of crazy to think about, right? That the way that Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to fight this immorality is by reminding them that you're they're, that they're that they're not their own because God paid the price for them. But also, also. Their bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's really crazy to think about is that, you know, on one end, we don't want to bring immorality into the body where the temple of the Holy Spirit dwells, where the Holy Spirit himself dwells. Uh, we don't want to grieve him. But at the same time, we can almost see on the flip end of it that it's because our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit where he can work in our lives. And so we see here that we can keep battling. We can keep fighting for a victory because we have the Holy Spirit with us. All right? We have the Holy Spirit with us. We can continue to fight for sin and have victory, right? Genuine and true victory. And I think this is this reminds me of the sealing of the Holy Spirit, right, Tim? Yes, it really is. The sealing of the Holy Spirit tells us that God has given us the guarantee of our inheritance. There is a confidence, again, that we ought to have when we are battling sin as well. 
So if we continue to battle sin and we have confidence in that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, helping us to conquer these sins, yeah, that should help our sanctification. That should mm -hmm. make us glad. That should make us joyful that we are able to do that. And so if we remain humble before the word and we are able to continue to pray and we are able to rely on the Lord, we can definitely say that there are many more victories that we can have over sin in the future. Amen, Tim. Victory is at hand. Huzzah! Victory! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> yes, just like times of old. Just like times of old. Well, that's all from us here at Recharge Radio. Um, thank you for listening. God bless and have a great weekend.